Blog Talk Radio. Souls on all levels and in all dimensions are on their own evolutionary journey. There is no end point, no specified timing, and no losers. Every soul goes through their own unique experiences, yet we all have much in common. The higher self's evolutionary perspective, then, builds bridges of understanding. Let's move the focus from division and conflict to acceptance and love of ourselves and others. Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, wherever you are. Good evening. It's Janet and the Higher Self Voice. I'm back. I missed last week as I was traveling, but I'm here as usual on Wednesdays. Okay, one of my favorite days of the week. And it's going to be an exciting day because I'm pulling together for you. It's the series of the energetic bodies, and I'm this last two that I'm doing for you today and next week are going to be on the creative body, and it's all going to connect a lot of dots, okay? So, what is the creative body? Well, the creative body is the powerhouse, one of the powerhouses we, we carry. It is an amazing etheric body, and it encompasses or encloses the other etheric bodies that I've talked to you about, the thoughts body, the habit body, and the emotional response body. All of these bodies are basically together in one conglomerate. And why is that important? Well, because in the thought form body, remember we talked about how we create thoughts or thought forms, that magnetic energy (laughs) that light is attracted to like and fills up part of our energetic field. I talk to you about habit imprints, how we create an imprint. Every time we think a thought, it creates an imprint in the habit body or in that energy field that propels us to action. I know I'm just doing a, just a complete, I don't know, itch my nose, uh, a complete nutshell for you, but you can go back and listen to those shows. We also have the emotional response body where we create those emotional blueprints. You know, I've talked about that talked about, I think I had two or three shows on the emotional body. Very, very powerful body. Well, all of those energetics that we've created, the thoughts, the habits, and the emotional responses, they are all encased within the creative body. Now, sorry, my nose itches. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so why are these energetics important? Why, Why do I talk about them? Well, I talk about them because guess what? They're fuel. They're fuel for our creative body. And let me give you an analogy. You know, I have tons of analogies, and this is one that I think will help you understand. Fuel, these energetics are like gas that you put in your car, okay? The gas doesn't have any consciousness of its own. It doesn't have a soul. It doesn't have a will. It doesn't have consciousness, right? So that gas you use to fuel your car, and the car doesn't care, right? doesn't care if what gas you put in. It just uses what it supplied. And you can supply it with diesel fuel, the unleaded fuel, the high-octane fuel. You can supply it because you're the driver of the car. You make the decision. But the car itself, it doesn't have any decision-making capabilities. It just takes what it gets, okay? Now, Clearly, if you give it diesel fuel and it needs high octane fuel, 
you're going to have a problem with a car, but you're in the driver's seat. You're the one that is consciously making the decisions about the fuel that you're going to put in your car. Well, okay, so now we have our energetics that fuel for our creative body. That, that is the quote-unquote gas that we supply the creative body. And the creative body is like the car. It doesn't care what fuel you give it. It just uses it, whatever supplied it. And in fact, unlike the driver of a car, we, we don't consciously make a decision about what fuel to provide it. And you're going to understand more of this in a minute. So what is the creative body exactly? Well, it's a body that carries something called the creative life force energy, which is a divine energy, very powerful, and all it wants to do is to create. It's obsessive compulsive. It's just working on creating all the time. And when we supply it fuel, which we do 24-7, it is using that fuel to create. So what is it creating? It's, in fact, creating our outer reality. What it does is it takes of the fuel that it has been supplied, just like a car takes of the fuel and puts it into the engine and whatever. I don't know cars that well. But it takes the fuel and it starts to weave the outer reality. Now, there isn't just one weave. There are many, many, many hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of weaves that are being created. It's just like uh, weaving a rug. You have a loom and you're putting all of the weaving in the wool and you choose different colors, you choose different types of uh, threads or whatever, and you're weaving and you get the product at the other end. But it takes time, right? It takes time to weave that rug. It's the same with the weaves that we have in process that we are creating from the fuel. Okay, so. Okay, so normally when you have the gas in the car, it is the owner that chooses as I said before, the owner of the car is in the driver's seat, makes a decision what is going to go, what fuel they're going to put in the car. Clearly, if they had a Jaguar, they're not going to put in diesel fuel. And if they have a jalopy, they're not going to put in the high octane. So the driver is the discerning one, makes the conscious decision. Well, what about us? Well, in fact, we don't make any decisions about the fuel, in fact. In fact, we create the full fuel all day long, every day, and we've been doing that since we were first, uh, you know, moved into the human kingdom. Whether we're facade humans as fifth dimensionals or whether we're true humans, we are creating that fuel all day long, every day. And we don't understand, we didn't before, how the process works. So we just allow the fuel to be what it is. And we allow the creative body to make what it's going to make. Okay. So now this creative body, you can think of as a manufacturing plant. All right. That's a good way of looking at it. And I, of course, have another analogy. I've got like 16 in this one half hour show. Anyway, so think about a manufacturing plant. Again, the owner decides it's going to manufacture something. So it buys space. It creates a manufacturing plant. The owner decides, is it going to make TVs? Is it going to make bombs? Is it going to make bicycles? Is it going to make MRI machines? It is the owner who decides. The owner sets up the equipment, the machinery, and the supplies. 
and then basically turns on the switch and the manufacturing plant doesn't care what it's creating, but because it's given the supplies it's given, it creates at the other end, let's say the owner decides it's gonna make bombs, so he makes bombs and out the other end of the manufacturing plant comes all the bombs. Okay, now, again, it is the owner of the car, the owner of the manufacturing plant that makes the decision what it's gonna create. We have not, for the most part, been doing that, mostly because we didn't know, okay? But let me give you an example. Let's say the owner of the manufacturing plant wants to change what he or she is manufacturing, okay? Let's say he decides to go from bombs to bicycles. So would he just put in all the bicycle equipment and materials in any space around the plant that he could find and just sort of cross his fingers that the manufacturing plant is going to put out bicycles? No. Silly question, right? He would clear away all of the bomb making equipment and materials and then put in the bicycle making equipment or materials. If he didn't, he might get some sort of weirdo hybrid like a bicycle with bombs for handlebars. I know it's a silly analogy, but I do want you to understand this idea of fuel. The the manufacturing plant that we carry, this creative body, takes the fuel that it is given and it is indiscriminate. It is, doesn't care. It is not making decisions. It is gathering the fuel that's provided and then creating the weeds. Now, another analogy. <laughs> let's, um, let's just pretend that we're artists, okay? We're sculptures or that there is an artist and a, a sculpture. And he makes gigantic sculptures. He loves it and he makes it out of already existing junk. He goes around and he collects, you know, get, goes in his truck, he collects various pieces of junk, comes back to the studio and creates a, a sculpture. And he goes a lot to the junkyard. And what does he collect? Well, I would suggest that he collects the materials that are most abundant. He collects the things that, he are, that are readily available because when he gets back to make the, making the sculpture, let's say he's missing a piece or five, he can go back to the junkyard and get some more of those similar pieces. In other words, it's easiest and more efficient for him to use the ready available, the most abundant fuel. How often does he pick up an unusual piece, something very rare or uncommon or he never sees? He does pick those up once in a while, but they, they're a smaller part of the sculpture. They aren't a big section of the sculpture that captures your eye so much because they're a little bit hidden, a little bit not as prevalent. So it's the same with the weaves. It's the same with the creative body. The creative life force energy uses the fuel that is most predominant, uses the fuel that is more readily available, more abundant. And so let me give you an example. So let's say we're where somebody, and I'm talking about myself, I used to be this way, just chronically when I was younger, full of anxiety, just anxious all day long every day. This was really who I was so much of the time I used to 
talk about myself as being an emotional cripple and all sorts of things like that. And we all know, we all know people who are very anxious. Uh, I was very fortunate because I, I learned how to becoming more of the driver in the, uh, take over the driver's seat in my life. And this is why I pay it forward for all of you all. But in any case, let's just say somebody's very anxious. And so every day, all day long, they're creating anxiety. Their thoughts, their, their actions all relate to the emotional responses of anxiety. And if you haven't heard my earlier shows on thoughts, habit imprints, and emotional blueprints, again, please go back and listen to them. It's very important. This is series is a whole. It's part of a whole. And if you just listen to one part, you're not going to have the context to understand the whole thing. But any, in any case, you can imagine that the creative body is going to be using fear and all of the thoughts, habits, actions around that fear because it's very predominant in the life pattern of that, uh, that individual. I'm using it in a, an example that's extreme because I want you to get the idea. Now, this individual, because he or she is so fearful, he doesn't feel good about himself. Once in a while, he, he, he or she does something that makes him feel good about himself. And so he has, in this energetics, he has some good thoughts about himself. Every once in a while, the fear seems to disappear, and he can focus, and he gets something done. And so he's very much, he or she is very much, every once in a while, carrying some good feelings about, about himself. That Yeah, he, he's worth something. But compared to the fear and the anxiety, how prevalent do you think that emotion is? It's like those very rare pieces in the junkyard. It isn't very prevalent. And therefore, the creative life force energy is not going to be picking that up all that much. And even when it does, it is also picking up because it doesn't just pick up one thing or two things or ten things. The fuel is feeding it from all directions positive, negative, neutral. So it's picking up all sorts of energies um, from everywhere. And just how predominant do you think that, that little bit of feeling good about him or herself is? It's not very predominant, pretty much overwhelmed by other things related to the fears and the anxieties. So that's what's going on. And unfortunately, in our lives, we've had way more negative, way more difficult um, lives than we have now, as difficult as they might seem now. It's nothing like barely subsisting. You know, in the olden days, the Middle Ages, the Dark Ages, the tribal times. I mean, we've had some very, very difficult lives, which I have uh, explained to you um, before. Um, so anyway, the creative body picks up this random fuel, mostly the what's most abundant, and then moves it into your outer reality. And guess what? This is why people say your outer reality mirrors what you carry inside, because it does exactly mirror it. You're creating your outer reality as a reflection of what you're carrying at that energetic level. And guess what? We just allow the process to happen, as I said, because we don't know. 
We didn't know that we could get in the driver's seat, but we can. We can own the process. We can become the driver of the car that knows what type of gas to supply the car. We can become, you know, <clears throat> the owner of the manufacturing plant, our own manufacturing plant, and make the decisions about what we're going to manufacture in that outer reality. We can do it, guys. We absolutely can. Now, I've talked to you in other shows about neutralizing. This is the process. We all come well-equipped. We all carry that pure soul essence, which I don't need to repeat, but that's the part that every soul carries from the originating source. It's everything the originating source was, is, and is becoming, and it is our purest, most perfect, most potent point of power, and we all have it. You don't have to be extra special, extra smart, extra talented, extra anything. You have it. You can use it. It's just a matter of knowing that you have it and knowing how to use it and neutralizing. So it's kind of simple, really. But because this may be a new concept for all of you, it could be like, oh, really? Uh, I don't know. I can't wrap my head around that. And I totally understand it. I Certainly, if I hadn't gone through the years of helping myself with this, 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 these techniques I, and this information, I, I would be in the same place you are. So I understand it. Again, it's never about belief or disbelief. It's just stand in the center, allow this whole bit of information to process within, and then out of the purity of who you are, you find your own truth with it. And that's just the way, the way I present my shows. Okay, so... We are in a constant state of reading. I'm just trying to make sure I don't understand that I don't leave anything out. Okay, yeah, we're fine. Um, we're in a constant state of weaving. We are constantly creating our outer reality 24-7, minute to minute to minute to minute. And this, this creative body right now is on autopilot. It's just doing what it does. It's as if that manufacturing owner just went in and turned on the switch, just kept supplying all the materials, all the fuel, and just let it crank out bicycles with bombs as handlebars. That's what it's like. And it's no wonder that our lives are chaotic or they're difficult, they're um, upsetting, they're hurtful, uh, all sorts of things, unfulfilling lack of joy, lack of love in the life, it's no wonder because it's reflecting what we're carrying. But we don't have to carry that. We absolutely don't. And I realized when I was doing this show that most of you on the, since I started the half hour series, you've not experienced, except for once, I think I did like a five minute healing. You haven't experienced the healing. I do want to just say that my other podcasts, they're all free. They're archived on Blog Talk Radio. They're on, you can get it on your, your smartphones, on the podcast app. Uh, they're free, and you go under Higher Self Voice Radio. And I have hundreds of healings that I do. And you can use those healings as a tool because even though I'm not healing you, whoever I'm healing, you can use the amalgamation process that I do, which is bringing into activation, activating the 
divine energies that we carry and that we have access to. So you can do the amalgamation, get you right into that place of having given permission for the divine energies to do the work on you. Then you can listen to the healing of that person. And even though it may be something unrelated to you, understand that we all carry a little bit of everything. Absolutely. Even if you don't realize it, we've had so many hundreds of thousands of lives that, of course, we carry everything. The difference is that the degree of what we carry is different depending on our lives, and the details are different, and how the weeds pull in from various sources of fuel and manifest those details in the outer reality. So if I'm doing a healing on somebody who's terribly depressed, and I do think I did one on depression right after Robin Williams killed himself. You could look for that one. But I've done so many healings on so many issues. But let's say you're not depressed and you decide to listen to that one just because you're curious. Any of them, actually. You can, whatever I found under there for Robin, which I have no clue, I don't remember at all, you can actually let go yourself. And if guess what? If you don't have it, no harm, no foul. If you don't have it to let go of, don't. But I would guarantee that even though you don't think you have it because in your conscious mind you, you didn't have it in this life, you've had it in one or a thousand other lives. It's just not prevalent in this life now. You have other things that are, you know, prevalent. So that's what you do. And you can pause the, the recording, the archive recording, anytime you'd like, and just whatever comes up in your mind, do that. And you don't even have to stick on that topic. You are your own directing identity, and we all have this <coughs> very big junkyard, this energetic garbage that we carry. And you know that. I've been talking about it for this whole series. And so we have a ton of stuff. And if something comes up for you when you're pausing it, just release that too. You don't have to stick with the healing. You can use these healings as a tremendous tool for yourself. One day I will do a healing on air. The only reason I'm a little bit hesitant is simply because I'm, I'm in front of a camera now and my eyes would be shut for a half hour. <laughs> I just, somehow that feels a little awkward to me. But in any case, I might do it anyway so you can at least see. There's nothing to, it's not a visual kind of thing um, because I'm doing a soul scan and I'm scanning the soul or the situation of, I'm, anyway, I'm doing a lot of scanning and I, I talk about letting go of whatever is the foundation, whatever is running that pattern, that soul scramble, that problem, that issue, that situation. And so it's, it's, I don't know, it's not a visual thing. So I'm a little hesitant in front of a visual medium like the video camera, but in any case, if anybody wants me to do a healing on them on the show, I would do it. If I got a request, my email is jbdmrichmond, R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D, at gmail.com. So it's J-2-V's, V-V-M, Richmond. So it's two J, Victor, Victor, Mary, Richmond. <laughs> anyway, I think you got it. At gmail.com. Okay. So... Please do check out the healings and use it as tools for yourself, okay? And pretty soon, 
you're going to, I do in the healing do kind of an extended amalgamation process where I put in a lot of information in that amalgamation process and you don't have to listen to that every time. It's very, very simple. And I did explain it on one of my past shows in this half hour format. You know, I am one or I am my pure soul essence. I am my true soul essence. That's the fifth dimensional part of you. I am the totality of my higher selves. I am amalgamated with the originating source of all there is and all life. That's those four or five simple statements. If you focus on them, because that's what's important, the focus, the conscious focus of attention is that turn on switch. Then you're ready to do the neutralizing. And then you just say, because you've created, remember you, when you say, I am my pure soul essence, you're creating that light around you, that powerful divine light that does the neutralizing and you let go of the energetics into the light, or you call the light in to find the energetics and and neutralize them within the energetic field. You can do it either way. I do go into more detail in that one of the other shows, so I'm not going to repeat it here. But in any case, um, next week, next week, there's more on the creative body. Uh, the creative body is actually, whether they understand it or know it or not, and most likely most don't know, the psychics are reading the creative body when they're predicting your future. Why? What are they reading? They're reading the weeds the weeds as they're in process. And I'm going to explain exactly how that happens and why a psychic can never be 100% accurate and just more about the whole creative body process. But I wanted to get enough to you now so that you could actually get started. I really hope some of you don't just take it in and say, oh, that's interesting, but actually use the techniques. That's owning your manufacturing plant. Use the techniques. Really move yourself into that driver's seat. Otherwise, we're just allowing that autopilot to happen. We're just allowing, we're supplying the manufacturing plant, the real manufacturing plant with just tons of material and crossing our fingers that what it produces on the other end is good, okay? Because it doesn't care. It just takes the material that you supply it and pulls that into the weeds and out comes these really ridiculous hybrids but can be painful and upsetting and stressful and chaotic and, 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 and you know how life is. So I just encourage you to take the bull by the horns and become your own best driver And anyway, so that's it for today. And I look forward to next week. So I'm going to say goodbye and wish you all a wonderful week. And again, please do email me if you have any questions or comments. JVZMRichmond at gmail.com. Remember, if you want a healing, I will do one. I might not do multiple ones, so get your request in first. (laughs) Um, You know, I have a meetup every other Saturday now that all I do is healings, anyone who attends. I also have done many, many healings for free over the radio. I have private sessions where they're longer, they're more, 
they're deeper, um, you know, because it's, you know, people pay for that. But I, I do do a lot of free healings. Take advantage. Take advantage, guys. And then you'll have it on air. You can use your own healing as the tool. Just play it again and just continue to work on layers because it's a layering process. All right. So in any case, that's it for today. Thank you so much for being my being there with me. And I love you all. Thank you all for being part of my community. Bye-bye. Janet is a catalytic artist, an award-winning author, a radio show host, and a healer. You can find her on her website, HigherSelfVoice.com, also on Amazon, Kindle, Facebook, YouTube, and on the podcast app on your smartphone. To reach her with questions or for a healing session, her email address is jvvmrichmond at gmail.com.